0: Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. In this week's episode, I was inspired to indulge in a little speculation and dreaming about what I believe is possible for deep human relationships. Rather than focus on any of the many aspects of how to practice relationships, I'll reflect instead on the vision that inspired me to plant the seeds for a two-open-door community. I think that I need to start with a reality check, to share some broad observations about intimate relationships, at least as I understand them. What I hope for, and am working toward, is frankly a far cry from what I see as the perspectives on intimacy that seem to prevail in our society. A firm grounding in current reality is the necessary foundation for trying to evolve in a different direction. Without a reality check, visions of alternative possibilities are likely to remain pipe dreams, and that's something I'd like to avoid. When I look at how our society treats intimacy, what I perceive is a deep and pervasive fog of fear and distrust. Intimacy is too often positioned by society as a powerful and potentially disruptive force that must be kept in check. Instead of the interdependence that is necessary for close human connection, the social programming that we all receive focuses on personal independence as the ideal. We're taught that happiness is ours to earn through hard work. Happiness comes in the form of ample possessions and security. We're told that we must be strong to defend ourselves and our hard-won possessions from the many people around us who would seek to enhance themselves by capitalizing on our weaknesses. With regard to pleasure, we are brought up to be ambivalent toward it at best. We're told to indulge ourselves in physical pleasures because we deserve them. We invest our precious time and energy in the pursuit of sources of pleasure, potentially putting ourselves on an always-advancing treadmill of acquisition and consumption. At the same time, most of us are brought up with very sex-negative attitudes, in which sex and sensuality are sources of temptation that can cause us to stray from our higher path. Such temptations must therefore be kept under tight control. Our own bodies become commodities that are measures of our personal worth and which can seemingly never be good enough. I believe that what all these bits of social programming do is give away much of our personal power and decision-making to others who we effectively, though perhaps subliminally, place in judgment over us. Rather than learn to think for ourselves and thus choose our individual best path through life, we can succumb to playing out our life per the rule books supplied by others, such as churches or governments. We let the fear of imagined consequences create an insurmountable fence around our behavior and our aspirations. All of this undermines our personal agency, and it brings us down. I've just painted a pretty bleak picture of daily life in America, though of course that picture is somewhat exaggerated, by intent. Let's treat that as a glass-is-half-empty sort of backdrop against which we can contrast a much more positive and promising vision of how we can instead choose to live. One of the things I've concluded in recent years is that we actually have much more potential for self-determination than what we are taught to think we have. I believe that one of the goals of personal evolution is to become more conscious of our current reality so that we can evaluate that reality and decide whether it needs alteration. Over time, we can learn to apply our personal yardsticks in evaluating what's right for us rather than steering by standards imposed by someone else. Over time, we can also increase our degree of self-assurance, which then gives us courage to act on our own convictions and assessments. The resulting combination of conscientiousness, reflectiveness, self-confidence and courage is a powerful formula for self-liberation. What does any of this have to do with deep human connection? Well, from my perspective, a lot. Consciousness and reflectiveness enhance self-knowledge, which then augments our understanding of others. That can make us more discerning in identifying potential relationships that align well with who we are, what we want out of life, and what we can offer to others. Those traits also help put us in touch with what we enjoy in life, and thus, what we should orient our relationships around. A clear and objective assessment of the importance of pleasure can help us embrace more pleasure in ways that are both healthy and deeply satisfying. The combination of self-confidence and courage enables us to boldly pursue what we deem to be best for us. Those embodiments of true personal strength can be a compelling enticement to those we wish to invite into intimate connection with us. This brings us to the fun part of this episode, the part where I share a very personal vision of what I think is possible for Deep Human Connections. I hope that my listeners can resonate with at least part of what I suggest, and that it's not so far removed from current reality that it seems unattainable. I fervently believe that these ideas are worth striving for, and that they offer a satisfying way to orient one's life. We humans thrive on meaningful connections. We all need to feel valued and appreciated by the significant others in our lives. A healthy relationship is one in which both participants grow and benefit from interacting with each other, and thus any such relationship is inherently a good thing. I don't believe that there's such a thing as having too many healthy relationships in one's life, though of course that's only true within the constraints of one's available time and resources. Every person's tastes and desires for relationship are unique. For a given person, some relationships offer more satisfaction and interest than others. That means that finding meaningful deep relationships can be challenging. However, there are also a lot of fish in the ocean. Perhaps the best we can do is open ourselves to explore connections that draw us, while hoping that our prospective partners do the same. Then there's a reasonable likelihood that at least some of those connections will prove to be worthy of investment by both partners. That's saying yes to life. For that winnowing process to succeed, both partners need to know themselves and what they seek in life, and they need to be able to accurately perceive and understand their prospective partner. Both also need to be sufficiently in touch with their fears that they can discern what concerns over a partner are not warranted. That is, both partners need to be able and willing to make themselves vulnerable enough to allow for real connection with their partner. My hope is that there are a reasonable number of people who are able to approach relationship in this self-aware and self-determining way. That may be a fairly small portion of the overall population, but I believe that it exists, and I further believe that a larger number of people can learn to approach relationships in that way if they so choose. Those more informed and more thoughtful people have the ability to minimize, if not avoid, the many things that conspire to kill relationships in the cradle. Those who value and thrive in deep connection stand to greatly enrich their lives by finding and connecting with their kindred spirits. My goal for Two Open Doors is to make it a community where lovers of deep connection can find one another and can explore the possibilities for intimate relationships within a safe and supportive community. My challenge to all Two Open Doors members is to work toward making themselves the sort of people who can eagerly and courageously open themselves to deep connection. It would give me great satisfaction to know that I had helped such people bring more joy into their lives. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group, the Two Open Doors meetup group, and the Two Open Doors website and blog at twoopendoors.com. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors.